Welcome to the It Is Written podcast. As doubts about God's will arise, the world resorts to feelings and experts. We go to the law and to the testimony of God's word. In today's episode, we are going to take a look at a story about a young and old prophet of God found in 1 Kings chapter 13. So we saw in an earlier episode where Jeroboam invented his own religion and instituted that in the northern kingdom, featuring an altar at Bethel where Jeroboam had gone in the end of 1 Kings chapter 12. God did not approve and he sent a man of God, a prophet, from Judah up to Bethel where Jeroboam was standing by the altar to burn incense. Let's hear what he has to say. Chapter 13 of 1 Kings verses 2 and 3. The man of God cried out against the altar by the word of the Lord. Altar, altar, this is what the Lord says. A son will be born to the house of David, named Josiah, and he will sacrifice on you the priests of the high places who are burning incense on you. Human bones will be burned on you. And he gave a sign that day. He said, this is the sign that the Lord has spoken. The altar will now be ripped apart and the ashes that are on it will be poured out. What nerve! Here's this guy that excuses me his way up to the uh, altar and says, listen, here's what's going to happen, and it's not a good thing. There'll be a son born to the house of David, Josiah, and on you he'll sacrifice the priests of the high places who burn incense on you. That, That doesn't sound like a very good thing, and that's a remarkable prophecy, by the way. Josiah was born hundreds of years later. Yeah. And he names it by yeah, name. He give him the name. Exactly. Yeah, that doesn't happen very often in the Bible. Right. And, uh, and then he says, but there's a sign in the near term as to this is going to happen, and that is that the altar will be split apart and the ashes will be poured out, yeah. kind of desecrating the altar. Sure. Well, Jeroboam does not appreciate this. This is certainly not what he intended for the altar at Bethel, where he's trying to institute his new uh, feast days and so forth. And so read verses 4 and 5. When the king heard the message that the man of God had cried out against the altar at Bethel, Jeroboam stretched out his hand from the altar and said, Arrest him. But the hand he stretched out against him withered, and he could not pull it back to himself. And the altar was ripped apart, and the ashes poured from the altar, according to the sign that the man of God had given by the word of the Lord. You know, Jeroboam's kind of the take charge type. Yeah. He's not going to put up with this guy saying yeah. this, and so he reaches out his hand to grab him, and his hand goes out, it withers up. Yes, that might be one of the quickest like deliverances or fulfillment <laughs> of a prophecy in the scriptures. Yes, indeed. And right at that moment, the sign that he gave, the altar split apart. Yes. And so it shows that this was from the Lord. And Jeroboam wisely decided to change his tactics. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost like God's whispering his ear. You can keep this up if you want to, but how many limbs do you want to lose? (laughs) And so read verses 6 and 7. The king responded to the man of God, Plead for the favor of the Lord your God and pray for me so that my hand may be restored to me. So the man of God pleaded for the favor of the Lord, and the king's hand was restored to him and became as it had been at first. Then the king declared to the man of God, Come home with me, refresh yourself, and I'll give you a reward. This might be a better tactic, you know, try to butter him up, get on his good (laughs) side. Come on home, we'll open the royal kitchen and you can uh, eat at our table. Yes, yes. However, verses 8 through 10. But the man of God replied, if you were to give me half your house, I still wouldn't go with you, and I wouldn't eat food or drink water in this place, for this is what I was commanded by the word of the Lord. You must not eat food or drink water or go back the way you came. So he went another way, and he did not go back by the way he had come to Bethel. So 
The man of God tells Jeroboam, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't go back home with you, even if you split your possessions with me 50-50, because God gave me instructions that I'm not to eat or drink on my mission, and I'm to go home by a different way, maybe where I can't be found or something like that. Right. You really have to appreciate this man of God. Yes. It took some guts to go up there to Bethel and to confront King Jeroboam right when he's offering sacrifices on his altar. And it took... Uh, you know, determination to, to do that. And then he was faithful to the Lord's details. The Lord said, don't eat or drink on the way home. Even if King Jeroboam invites him, he refuses to do that. Yeah. You see why God chose a man like this to go up and cry against the altar. Yeah. But some other things happened on his way back home. Would you read 11 to 19? Now a certain old prophet was living in Bethel, and his son came and told him all the deeds that the man of God had done that day in Bethel. His sons also told their father the words that he had spoken to the king. Then their father asked them, Which way did he go? His sons had seen the way taken by the man of God who had come from Judah. And he said to his sons, Saddle the donkey for me. So they saddled the donkey for him, and he got on it. And he followed the man of God and found him sitting under an oak tree. He asked him, Are you the man of God who came from Judah? I am, he said. And he said to him, Come home with me and eat some food. But he answered, I cannot go back with you or accompany you. I will not eat food or drink water with you in this place. For a message came to me by the word of the Lord. You must not eat food or drink water there or go back by the way you came. And he said to him, I am also a prophet like you. An angel spoke to me by the word of the Lord. Bring him back with you to your house so that he may eat food and drink water. The old prophet deceived him. And the man of God went back with him ate food in his house, and drank water. Really curious uh, twist in this story. There's this old prophet yeah. in Bethel. I'm not sure what an old prophet was doing in Bethel. And uh, he finds out where the man of God had gone, and he catches up to him, and he invites him home for a meal. But, of course, the man of God repeats what he told Jeroboam. I can't do that. God's instruction word, don't eat or drink on your way back home. But then the old prophet said, I'm a prophet like you, and an angel told me to tell you to come back to your house and eat bread and drink water. But he lied to it. Now, I do not understand the motivation of this old prophet, but there's plenty of people today that blabber about how Jesus told them this or an angel told them that. So we can relate to this kind of an idea. Yeah. Maybe living in the past even. I don't know. Like trying to, trying to get to know the young prophet so he can remedy it. Maybe, maybe so. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. but, but the fact of the matter is, this man of God goes with him. Yeah. When the old prophet lies to him, he evidently believes the lie and thinks God has changed his uh, mind and he goes back and eats and drinks with him. And so we'll see what happens as a result of that. 20 to 25. While they were sitting at the table, the word of the Lord came to the prophet who had brought him back. And the prophet cried out to the man of God who had come from Judah, This is what the Lord says, Because you rebelled against the Lord's command and did not keep the command that the Lord your God commanded you, but you went back and ate food and drank water in the place that he said to you, Do not eat food and do not drink water. Your corpse will never reach the grave of your ancestors. So after he had eaten food and after he had drunk, the old prophet saddled the donkey for the prophet he had brought back. And when he left, a lion attacked him along the way and killed him. And his corpse was thrown on the road, and the donkey was standing beside it. And the lion was standing beside the corpse too. There were men passing by who saw the corpse thrown on the road 
and the lion standing beside it. And they went and spoke about it in the city where the old prophet lived. So they're eating a meal in the old prophet's house when God's word comes to the old prophet and he prophesies and rebukes the man of God for having gone with him. God was not happy with this. And as a result, as the man of God goes back on his donkey, a lion meets him and kills him and stands guard over him, him and the donkey he was riding on. (laughs) The most unusual event. Clearly, this is a testimony to God's presence. This is quite the eccentric lion who has a very unusual diet. He's not interested in the man or even the tasty donkey. They just stand there keeping vigil over this dead man of God. What, What does that show you? You know, you see that for Jeroboam, if even this man of God's sin was punished, what do you think is going to happen to Jeroboam and his people for their sins? Yeah. And it's a good lesson for us as well, because it's so easy for us not to take seriously what God has spoken or to listen to somebody who says God has said something different. Mm-hmm. We need to be clear about what God actually says. So I guess one question I have here. Why do you think it was so easy for him to be firm in his answer to Jeroboam, but be easily swayed by the man of, or the, the old prophet? Well, Chase, I mean, really, I think he believed the word of that old prophet. He thought that was the word of the Lord. In fact, let me show you something in this chapter. There is so much emphasis on the word of the Lord. In 13.1, this man came by the word of the Lord. In verse 2, he cried against the altar by the word of the Lord and said, Thus says the Lord. In verse 3, he talks about the sign which the Lord has spoken. In the end of verse 5, it was the sign that had been given by the word of the Lord. In verse 9, it was commanded to me by the word of the Lord. In verse 17, a command came to me by the word of the Lord. In verse 20, that the word of the Lord came to the prophet. And the prophet says in verse 21, Thus says the Lord, you disobeyed the command of the Lord. In verse 26, it's the man of God who disobeyed the command of the Lord, and it's, he was killed according to the word of the Lord. You see so much emphasis, even in verse 32, he cried by the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is the key. We have to listen to the word of the Lord. But now look at verse 18. He said to him, I also am a prophet like you. And an angel spoke to me by the word of the Lord saying, bring him back with you to your house that he may eat bread and drink water. But he lied to him. Here's the deal. We need to follow the word of the Lord, but not everything that says it's the word of the Lord is. We've got to have discernment to understand, is this really the Lord's word? Does it fit with what the book says? Or is it something that somebody says is the word of the Lord, but it's not? Yes. And I think, especially for this young man, I sympathize with him as I think about, you know, just being a young preacher and like, oh, here's this older prophet. And it's like, oh, look at what he's saying. And it's really easy, I think, for younger people to just buy into something because someone says, well, I've done this for so long or, you know, X, Y, or Z. And we need to stop ourselves and, and not put any man or woman up on a pedestal like that, but ask, is it the word of the Lord? That's the key. It has to be the word of the Lord, the actual one, not somebody lying and saying that it is. And I think that's the lesson from this uh, man of God that we need to listen to. Thank you for listening to the It Is Written podcast. If you have any questions or comments that you would like to share with us, feel free to send Gary an email at garyfisher1063 at gmail.com. We hope you have a blessed day.